episode three of Tales of Crisis with your host tonight, Martin Swaffield, and with me as always is Chalmers. Good evening, Chalmers. Good evening. How How's it going? Uh, I'm not too bad, thank you. And yourself? Ah, not too bad. Uh, been busy. Lots of lots of new things coming out on Marvel Crisis Protocol to keep us all uh, fully occupied. Um, yeah, keeps the bank balance uh, healthy. <laughs> yes, n- nice and low. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a nice healthy low number. Yeah. Um, struggling to work my way through a massive backlog of uh, grey plastic, but getting there. So. In tonight's episode, we're going to talk about tournaments on TTS, leagues, and the team tournament we did earlier. So we've got a special guest, Tom Carrot, who's going to come in and talk about that. But before we get into that, um, a couple of updates as to what we've been up to um, from since last time we spoke. So, Chalmers, what have you been up to? I've been buying and painting lots of models. I've now now that Star Lord is finally back in stock in the UK. Hooray. For the first time in what nine months or whatever it is. <laughs> um, Feels like since I've started looking for him way yeah. back when, yeah. Uh so now that I've bought him I actually own bar the construction set, terrain set, every single box set of MCP. Excellent. Been a heavily spending the last few weeks <laughs> it seems like a perfectly valid uh, attempt to uh, get the full collection i'm quite a way behind i think I, I worked out the other day i've bought more than half the packs available but um i do have both mats though um <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the one thing i'm ahead of you on and whilst you've been painting you've been recording i have been i've been doing uh, quite a few painting videos for our youtube channel um so i'm doing a kind of painting protocol series um we're up to episode um well by the time this comes out episode six will be out on uh, the wednesday it's just been so i've done so far hulk magneto beast ultron kingpin and ghost spider um but i have been recording lots to kind of set up for future episodes as well so on top of that, I have, I'm trying to think now, um, Daredevil, Modoc, Green Goblin, Doctor Strange, Punisher. I think that might be all of them at the minute. There might be one more. No, I think that's probably about all of them at the minute. So all of those are coming. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of planning to try and do as many as I can really in between. Uh, I'm kind of trying to do the painting videos that I want to do rather than forcing myself to paint some of them um and then the other models i'm just painting as and when we're about not to the greatest of ability but still to a decent tabletop and just get them kind of done and dusted yeah outside of that i've kind of painted i'm trying to think who else i've done she hulk wasp venom Groot, toad miles morales so yeah quite a few i think i'm 22 out of 64 characters i've painted so far very impressive uh, you've been paying is... less than half the time i have and you've done more than <laughs> double i have i think i've i've finally managed to get 11 painted that's still not bad no. yeah. i mean i you know me i'm always kind of speedily painting through um, yeah but i mean i started when was it mid january 11th of january is when i start painting up dr octopus who was the first character i painted there you go. so um yeah <laughs> flying through them and yeah absolutely go check them out so what what's the youtube channel called 
Um, so it's Tales of War games, so it's our kind of main um, hub from the Tales of podcast. Um, but yeah, if you just search for Tales of War games, we'll put a link in the um, podcast or something in the description show below. Notes. In yes. the show notes. Um, and if you're listening to it on YouTube, then you you know whereabouts it is anyway. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because we put all our podcasts up on there. Talking. How about them, yourself? I was going to say, talking of podcasts, uh, perfect little segue there. Um, I've kicked off a new uh, little series of mini crisis. So these are just mini episodes aiming to be between about 10 and 20 minutes. And these are aimed at beginners and people just getting their, their heads around the game, breaking down specific areas. So, so far we've done the power phase and the latest one was around special conditions. So just kind of breaking it down, going into a fair bit of detail on them um, and some tips and hints as to some hints and tips as to what you can do um, with those to try and uh, improve your game. So, yeah, likewise, again, go check those out. Um, hopefully they're, they're useful to everybody. Say I've been painting what feels like forever Kingpin. I cut him about, I think he's about halfway done now, um, but very slow. I finished. Very nice, though. Thank you very much. Um, who did I finish earlier? I finished Venom. That was another painful yep. one. Doing black um, it isn't the easiest. And I've gone from Venom to Kingpin. So I've gone from black to a, a, a lovely white suit. White. Yeah. Um, and then next up is Taskmaster, who's got, again, a bit of black, a bit of white and some orange so you know really going for the easy colors and then next to him is actually punisher for uh, another bit of black again so it's something that i've noticed after painting like i said 20 odd models you are over painting lots of black lots of white lots of red or lots of green it feels like or purple that seems to be the other color that seems to be Yep, purple's every... a very popular uh, Marvel colour, isn't it? Yeah, so between those colours, I mean, I'm a bit like you, I hate painting black and I hate painting white, and yet <laughs> I did a whole entire kingpin in a full white suit, and I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> like, <laughs> it is, It's definitely challenging, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it, because you do get to challenge yourself on a specific model, and you don't have to stick to the same um, palette for every single yes. one. You get to kind of, once you've finished one, you literally rip up the palette and start again and you can do whatever you want so it is liberating i'm currently reading the taskmaster a little mini series of comics on taskmaster at the moment um and i noticed he doesn't look anything like he does on the the box art so i'm now kind of torn as to <laughs> where i'm going with him but no it's 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 definitely an interesting challenge doing some of these but as i say it's i find it quite liberating yes it's like I said, it's nice because you can take a bit of time just doing one model, knowing that you've not got another unit of 30 coming from our ARS background. <laughs> the one thing I used to always hate is like, right, I need to paint this model and I've got to do exactly the same thing for the next 30 models to fill this one unit. Yeah. Whereas this, it's like, right, let's paint this dude. It's because it's, I'm trying to get everything primed. Um, I've got like the last batch of like the Inhumans and that that's on the desk now. Um, and the Guardians of the Galaxy, so I need to get them primed, but they're all in the cabinet, everything else is all primed, and it's quite nice to just go, right, what do I fancy painting now? And it's like a completely different model to the model that you've just painted, so it's everything feels fresh, which is nice. Absolutely. 
In some other news, um, we are now on the Across the Bifrost Nexus. Um, if you haven't been on before, I do highly recommend it. It is set up by the people that run the Across the Bifrost uh, podcast. So that's Pat and TT. Great guys. Um, and they've set up a, a website, which is acrossthebifrost.com. And on there, they've collated um, a number of different podcasters, streamers. There's a load of YouTube videos on there as well. So we're on there now. So again, you can go check us out from there. And as you grow through your uh, journey on Marvel Crisis Protocol, feel free to go check out some of the other contributors. There's a wealth of knowledge in there of all angles for, for all different levels. So be sure to check that out. And we kind of touched on it just before, but we, we in the UK are starting to get ready or starting to think about getting ready, potentially, maybe playing in real life. Um, you almost sounded like Boris Johnson then. Potentially, maybe, <laughs> it could happen, maybe it could, be. It could not. Um, we, we might be playing in real life within the next two to three months. And one of yes. the things we've started to see is a few, not as many as I would like yet, but a few um, tournaments starting to get advertised. And one in particular that caught my eye that I just wanted to touch on was um, Dr. Norbert. Um, who has been running a number of the TTS uh, leagues um, has put a post up on Facebook about potentially running something at the London GT which I've heard about before from a Games Workshop perspective because there's a, a number of the systems there that were represented and there were a lot of options on that pack and, and it looks like they're trying to do a number of different things and for us it seemed different because we're very used to large scale tournaments for the likes of Age of Sigmar, uh, 40k etc whereas this seemed to have a slightly different slant to it what were your initial thoughts on it all Uh, to be honest I was a little bit overwhelmed (laughs) Um, (laughs) not in a bad way it's just like like you said AOS you sign up for an event and it's literally right it's a I mean, the ones that we normally do, it's a weekend event, five games, 2,000 points, crack on, there you go. This, like, I was reading this going, oh, okay, so there's qualifier brackets here, there's casual play, there's ultimate encounters, there's a co-op event, <laughs> and that's, a, a, like, on one day, and then it's repeated yep. again on the next day, and then it's, like, finals and a league and that on the uh, day after, so I quite like it. I, I like the idea of all of these different uh, kind of format i think it kind of offers something for everyone the only my only worry is because it's this there are so many events is how it translates to like newer players and like whether they're going to feel a bit put off by too many different things of kind of going what what, do i want to do the comp or do i want to be casual or like how do i want to kind of play this because i mean it's what 10 hours long the friday yeah, 10 hours on the Friday, yeah. 14 hours on the Saturday, which is extremely long for an event. It is, and then I think the the objective is to have it so that people can drop in and out on, on bits and pieces. I think where I found it interesting was around, as he's mentioned, it tends to be five games through. You, you start with a big field and you narrow it down. 
um, it's not this knockout, but you kind of rise to the top as such. Whereas this seemed to be two sets of qualifiers and a, and a, a finals for the the competitive side of it all, which was really interesting because that's not something that we've seen particularly in in the the systems that we've played in the past, where it's been one day is an, a a three game tournament. I think it was four game in fact. The next day is a four game tournament, but obviously you don't do both. And then the last day you get everybody together and they finish off at the end. So I'm intrigued to see how that pans out as a format. I'm also interested to see. It was interesting that. Um, the first two qualifiers were in what I class as normal play, so straight out the book play. Yeah. Whereas the finals was, I think it was the the battle realm format where you battle do, realm format, yeah. Yeah. So where you're doing the where you you can block certain choices of your opponent, and again there was an interesting thread on there around we don't really know what the standard is going to be because amg have said that this isn't a competitive game and it doesn't look like at the moment they're planning to have a competitive format or or say one way or the other it's going to be interesting to see which format rises out of all of this when we start playing tournaments and events it is the go-to format i I've assumed at the moment it is the straight out of the book one, but it does there does seem to be a feeling within the community that actually the battle realm might be a a better format for tournaments. So for those that are unsure what we're talking about, if you go to atomicmassgames.com/rules and then scroll most of the way down, there is uh, two different formats: arena and party, and battle realm is from the arena format. And for those that are unsure, essentially you start with 15 models each or 15 models slash gems each. And you pick one, your opponent picks one, then your opponent gets to dis. You then dismiss one of your opponents, your opponent dismisses one of yours. Then you both recruit two, then you dismiss three, and then you recruit two, dismiss two, recruit two, dismiss one, recruit one. And it's meant to give your opponent a chance to veto certain characters so if there are certain characters modok is is one of the ones that people always talk about that you know everybody hates if you look at what you've got and think you're going to be struggle to deal with modok then unless he's the first one your opponent selects then you can block him as such you can make your opponent dismiss him which is really interesting i think my the biggest concern with this is around well low low volume affiliation so for example uh, web warriors they've only got four in their affiliation if you come along oh they've got five now with daredevil but still if you yeah. come along and start blocking them you, you're really reducing the options what you've you can got. run mm. yeah so it, it'll be interesting to see how that all pans out absolutely but yeah that that was the view for the end and and that was because they, they i think he wanted a, a different challenge for those that had got through the qualifiers so that it kind of pulled the best of the best of the best out as opposed to just somebody who looked at <laughs> yeah managed to just pick a, a, a good roster of 10 and was able to dominate the event from that which yeah. again i can see um but yeah, I, I thought it was interesting because the few that I'd seen advertised 
um, over the summer before we went into lockdown three or whatever it was, seemed to just be doing a single day format. And there's been one already advertised, which unfortunately is a bit too far for us. I don't think we're going to make that one. And again, that single day, I think it's four games. Whereas the one for the London GT, you know, it, I wonder whether that's a sign of things to come when we talk about weekends um, and whether or not actually that's the way they're going to go it or whether or not they're just going to do maybe six six game weekends or, or something like that. Yeah, I'd, I don't think they'll be able to do it like this a lot of the time because not many people can have a Friday, Saturday and Sunday off. Well, they can have Saturday, Sunday off, but having a Friday off as well kind of hampers quite a few people, I think, yes. like work-wise. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting to see how it w- will work. I mean, the fact that you've got, what, 24 players for bracket A and 24 players for bracket B, I'm assuming you can only take part in one of them? Or Again, I'm not too sure. And I think that's the thing. I think I assume you'll only be able to get into one. You'll do one or the other, so you'll do either the Friday or the Saturday. And I suppose that the thing there is you do the Friday, let's say, and that means on the Saturday you can do something different, and then you'll know whether or not you know you need to be there on the, the Sunday or you can do, again, something different on the Sunday. It, yes. Yeah. So for the casual league on a Sunday, it's a Infinity War three-round league. It's like unlimited players, so everyone else can that doesn't qualify can just go into a league and play three rounds like a kind of normal tournament as such so i mean that that's quite nice i like i'm quite interested in doing this i know you are as well like, yeah my only worry is that if you can only do one of the brackets and say we turned up on the friday and did bracket a and then on the saturday you you're kind of limited to ultimate encounters open playing co-op and it's like well like you can, there's only so many of them you can play if you know what I mean, rather than yeah having ab- an actual normal event. Um, Absolutely, and I think it might be because it is kind of it's not just a standalone event. If if we weren't in a year of coming out of COVID, it's the kind of thing where I would say we'll go down, we'll do the Friday one, then the Saturday we can do a couple of games of um mcp but we can also wander around and see some of the age of sigma games so it's, you know yeah. i know in the previous gts they've done a number of things i'm not sure i particularly want to this year like wander around on different things but again it's it's the the, the concept of that i think is quite appealing but yeah you know it's it's where where are we it's going to be an interesting year to see where the community finds what it wants to do with regard to events and, and yes. how they want to to run them. There's a number of formats now that are an option. There are you know, the games. I'm not sure again until we start doing it whether four games is more not feasible. It it felt again the the board in Brum one when we talked about before was doing four games on a, a one day. It did look pretty jam packed, but again it felt like it's a lot easier to pack up your five or six models and tokens (laughs) than it is giant army army yeah Yeah. absolutely (laughs) you know game finishes you straight into the next one yeah maybe you have a five minute break and a quick swig of coke or something but it it, 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 let's get that straight pepsi for those (laughs) (laughs) um 
yeah, it, it's it's something where I think maybe it is a little bit faster paced than the, I wouldn't say AOS is clunky, but it, it it's difficult to move around quickly on yes. something like AOS when you've got so many models. Whereas this, I can see maybe that that's something. So the concept of getting four games in is quite appealing because it means that you can actually do a one dayer with more people rising to the top. Yeah. You know, you can have more people in there for understand who who gets away from a win you know with three game tournament it feels like as soon as you get more than 20 people you end up with a load of people and i the one thing i I struggle with on this game is how do we differentiate those that are on say three wins at the end of a a day you know it's it's at the moment strength of schedule seems to be the, the the primary solution for it but i personally have issues with strength of schedule i'm not never convinced it's the right answer i don't like strength of schedule because it's you can never guarantee who you're going to play game one and that can always like screw you over massively <laughs> like if you play someone who then goes on to lose every single game then you can have a smaller strength of schedule and that's not, nothing against like your opponent but it's not exactly fair for yourself if like it's not and, and it's interesting because you then start to look at oh, what are the alternatives. Do you do it on victory points? Well, if you do it on victory points, then it encourages. Yeah, it's that scenario where first game up, so you go, you want to win the tournament, right? That's your aim, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? I know some people look down on it, but if that's your aim, so be it. You you rock up, you want to do the best you can, you're aiming to win the tournament. Game one, you're playing against somebody who's just rocked up for a bit of fun. Maybe they've played two or three games, don't really know the rules. Like, what do you do in that situation? In strength of schedule, you look at it and go, it's out of my control, right? They're probably not going to do very well, but all I can do is win the game. But you can have a, a fun game, you don't need to crush them, etc. If it's victory points, then you look at this and go, I could get, I was going to say 20 nil then. Um, I could get, <laughs> you know, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you could easily get 18, 19, 2 or 3 if, if you yeah. properly crush somebody on this. Um, it's definitely doable. But then that's no fun for your opponent. That's not something that you want to encourage. So if you don't do strength of schedule and you don't do victory points, what do you do <laughs> what do you do and it is a tough one because i don't see draws coming up in this very often you know i think i've played in probably very... 30 40 games now and i think i've had one draw mm. so it is going to be interesting to see again how does the how do we as a community start to get those differentiators saw something the other day talking about strength of schedule and second strength of schedule which i must admit kind of baffled me the maths of it all but yeah yeah it's done you can do it on tabletop to it looks at your your direct opponents but then also everyone else that the others have played as well if that makes sense yeah like so it kind of kind of says well actually what's the strength for the people that your strength <laughs> people you've played yeah were yeah i know i've confused myself already but yeah I, i've seen it happen before and I think that is a little bit better because then it does kind of help you with, like you said, if you rock up game one against someone who's completely new and it's going to go on to potentially lose three games in a row, then you can kind of help yourself a little bit there. But you almost need a, I was going to say a 20-0 system, but that wouldn't really work. 
No, and I can see the argument the other way as well in that, you know, let's say you and I turn up to an event, I play a complete beginner, and then I play in round one, I then play somebody in round two who is, you know, okay-ish, but they played it out complete beginner in their first round, and so I beat them, and then we get to the final, and I get a difficult game in the final, but I managed to win it. I've only really been tested in one game, so you yeah. rock up and you play, you get drawn round one against last year's winner, shall we say, you know, somebody, an experienced person, right, you managed to get through that, well done. Then you get another person who normally is winning all their games, you manage to beat them. Then you're playing against somebody who's already 2-0, they're clearly going to be pretty good. You beat them. Who of the two of us deserves it more? You do. And strength and schedule will get you it. Is it, you know, have I done anything wrong? No, but you've clearly had the harder route to that yes. point, in which yeah. case, you know, there is an element that says you deserve it more. But it's, again, it's one of those ones where there isn't a, a right and wrong on it. Um, and it, it is so tough to get get it to that point where you, you get it. And I, I notice as well on the TTS leagues and um, TTS tournaments, rarely do people talk about, oh, this person came first. It's generally, you know, these people all went 3-0. Three, three sure. You know, you know, and it's just seen as they're all more or less equal. Yes, strength of schedule will put one above the other two, but, you know, it's just seen as, in general. These are the top, yeah, yeah, yeah top players. Um, and obviously, when you get in real life, you'll start, hopefully, we'll start to see things like sportsmanship, painting, points, those kind of things. But again, they're things that you should you should be able to get if you put the effort in. Um, so yeah, well, it's a, it's one definitely to keep an eye on. Definitely. Okay. Then lastly, um, breaking news: Domino has been revealed. Yes, she has. So it we're was re- a... I was going to say we're recording on the 16th of March. So uh, yeah, she's been literally been revealed in the last hour and a half. Mm-hmm. She looks pretty tasty. She does indeed. She looks pretty good. I'm quite liking the X-Force at the minute. They don't look bonkers, but they look kind of quite tasty. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of her model, but um, the rules itself... Um, so yeah, she she's solid for a, a three threat. So she's <laughs> five health on both sides... Medium mover, three defense across the, the piece, automatic pistol as her builder, which is, and I think this is the somewhat controversial one in the chats we've been in so far in that it's, although it's a builder, it's only, it automatically gains you one power, which has pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Um, range three, four strength, so not nothing to write home about but again as we say it does give you the automatic one power whether you do damage or not um and it does trigger a wild on i believe it's a hit although it's very hard to see from this picture yeah it looks like a hit yeah so it's interesting because the automatic pistols are exactly the same stats as the automatic pistol that black widow has yep but she's just got built in or rapid fire yes and I think that's the key difference. So that that really does 
give her the edge and, and allows you to do things like widow bombs where you, you can stack it all up and you know you're getting that essentially four you can do four sets of shots someone, yeah, yeah, into somebody whereas here you may or may not get them but still you know there's a potential there to get a guaranteed two power even if you don't do any damage from from that with a rapid fire i do like grenade bounce um from from just a pure domino perspective you know the fact that she throws this grenade it takes a lucky ricochet and lands exactly where she wants it yeah <laughs> um again range four four strength cost of power um ignores line of sight and they don't benefit from cover but the key one here for me is incinerate so yeah. it hands out incinerate and it doesn't even say that they need to need to do damage no it's just uh after it's resolved you gain incinerate which kind of makes sense because <laughs> even if you've managed to dodge the grenade it's still going to be a an explosion around you i suppose so yep and again, you know, talking about special conditions, as I mentioned in the, the mini crisis I did, uh, for me, being able to give out, guaranteeing being able to give out special conditions can be a massive. Yes. You've got a big threat character there that you need to get rid of. Being able to go first with Domino and give them incinerate guaranteed, that's massive. And also, if they're bunched up, so if you roll a wild before damage is dealt, other enemy characters within two suffer one damage it's a nice little bonus mm -hmm. then we've got her spender uh, lucky shot another great uh, phrase for her so this one is interesting so it's it, range three so she, she's got two range threes and a range four so she's not having to get up close and personal all the time it's six strength so not too bad and it's three power so not excessively expensive no the target character does not gain power for damage dealt by this attack. I think that's, that's big. big. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, very much so, you know, being able to, and I, I talked about this in, again, the mini crisis on power. One of the things that is often a struggle is you want to do some damage to somebody, but you know that you end up giving them power for it. So you perhaps don't bother with it. With this, being able to do that, and know that you can yes it's three power so it's not not an easy one to get off but if you can if you can get the power to do it knowing that you can do some damage and not have to worry about them gaining any power would, would be quite big especially if you manage to get a grenade bounce in first incinerate them reduce one of their defense dice then do this that could be quite useful um, and it after the attack, so again on the wild, after the attack, you gave them stun, which is always mm -hmm. nice. Definitely. No, it's a nice kind of group of attacks there. It's a, a lot of a range attacks, but yeah, I, I think um, she'll be quite nice to kind of just go in and, like you said, pop on some incinerate and then just blast away and kind of see what happens. I just don't know with the automatic pistols why rapid fire has to be a hit or a wild on for that one when Black Widow has it automatically, but it's, yeah, a bit of a weird one, but it's just one to try and remember when you're doing it. Yeah, and I suppose you do get two hits on a, on a D8, so you've got 
a one in four chance of doing it with four dice. Yeah. You know, nothing's guaranteed in dice rolls, but you've got a good chance of getting it. Um, but like you say, it's something you've got to bear in mind because it doesn't always, it's not always going to come off. And if you're sat there planning for, oh, I can get off an extra shot there, or especially if she's desperate for power and, you know, you're hoping to get that second shot more to get her extra power necessarily than give your opponent do any damage to your opponent that could be quite frustrating yeah she's got a couple of superpowers as well um first one probability manipulation now this is a reactive superpower i was a little disappointed with this one so after the character rolls attack defense or dodge so it's good that it's including the dodge because a number of these don't always include dodge um but before resolving critical st- before the resolving critical step it may spend any amount of power to use the superpower for each power spent for each one power spent the character may treat one skull as a crit for the remainder of the attack a little disappointed in that i would have liked it just to be flat re-rolls i don't know like if you roll your dice like it's after you've rolled the dice so you know what you get i mean yep it's not often that you roll skulls, but if you suddenly have that awful roll where about you go, right, I need like at least two hits or three hits and you know what your opponent's got as well. Yeah. Um, and you know if you know that they've not got any like re rolls or anything, then you go, right, actually if I spend three power here I can turn those three skulls into three crits and I know I'm gonna do the damage to daze them, then I think it's worthwhile. Um and and it's important as to when it happens as well because it is before the resolve critical step. So normally rerolls, well rerolls and modified dice happens after that. Yes. So in this one, you will be able to turn those skulls into crits and get your extra dice, which is. Um... I I read. <laughs> you can tell I've been out working all day. I read that and just went. All oh, right, okay, you yeah, know they've put that in because it then stops you getting the extra crits, completely forgetting that before is before and not after. <laughs> um, that English language is really difficult, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, I mean that's even bigger. Like I yeah. love that, and, and yeah. that kind of that does play into a whole lucky stance that, like for all of us that roll skulls lots, that actually no, make it a crit and get an extra dice roll and see what happens. So yeah, yeah I, I like it. Yeah, I, I miss, as I was reading it, I was just expecting it just to be a flat re-roll. And then I was just like, oh, OK, turns into crits. And then when you dig into it, it is powerful. And like you say, it means that she's not a character that's gonna, that is likely to be sat on a lot of power. And it, it means you're only using power when you need to. You know, yeah. you're not necessarily going, all right, with the re-rolls, you could expect to be wanting to necessarily re-roll dice quite often. So you're like, oh, I want to spend some power here, spend some power there. But like you say, this is only in a certain set of circumstances and it guarantees you when you do spend that power that you not only you get a success, but you get success with a potential extra success. So I can see that side of it. And then we've got an innate superpower. Things tend to go my way. When this character is attacking or defending, enemy characters do not roll additional dice for crit results in their attack or defense rolls. So again, that's big. Yes. Stop spikes, which will help keep her alive. I mean, she's got three defense across the piece, five health on each side. 
not bad for a three threat um but it's not something you'd necessarily want to write home about um but yeah i think there's there's that will help keep her alive and when she's doing her attacks especially if she gets that lucky shot off you know it's gonna stop the the receiving character from necessarily blocking more than their, their core dice yeah. you know yes they might get successes on all three dice but they're not going to be able to do it um they're not going to be able to get more than the number of dice they're rolling no. which is one of the things you can do quite often on mcp with the crits you know sometimes you roll two dice and think oh you know, i'm never going to block anything here and you get two crits oh hang on <laughs> all of a sudden yeah i'm rolling two and you're rolling six didn't look good but now i've got four successes and you've you've rolled four as well yeah happy days yeah it's just those nice things um and we have forgotten that obviously x force get to re-roll one attack dice so yeah too bad it's like it's an extra bit of protect uh, not protection but kind of extra bit of help for domino as well so if, can, if can she re-roll. goes in there yeah um but you never know where she's going to go do you because I, I can see her cropping up in a in a number of places i think yes yeah um, i could see her in humans to be honest bit of power manipulation there you know okay, anyone can go in there in humans they've got they've got a <laughs> juicer and uh locked jaw they can uh <laughs> just take whoever they want after that <laughs> yeah um but no i, th- I think she she's going to be a character that i can see fit into a number of rosters um yes, that three threat is a it's a hard one to get into there's a lot of three threat characters out there but i could see her popping up in a few mm-hmm. okay well we're gonna head on into the uh interview now with tom around uh, events, tournaments, and leagues on TTS. So welcome back, and we're now joined by Thomas Carrot. Welcome, Thomas. Good evening, Martin. How are you? I'm good, thanks. And how are you? I'm great, thank you. Excited to talk Marvel Crisis Protocol. Excellent. So do you want to do a little introduction about yourself and a bit about your your history in uh, wargaming and how you ended up on MCP? Absolutely. Um, So I got into wargaming, um, probably a fairly typical story. Um, Started high school, um, met some obviously new friends. Uh, Some of them were into this odd thing called Warhammer and... uh, was interested at first and, you know, found out a bit about uh, Space Marines and Orcs and Warhammer Fantasy and stuff. And um, anyway, ended up going to a Games Workshop um, shop. My mum took me and I left with a Bretonian Battle Force. Absolutely loved it. Me and my mates at school had a, had a great time with. And then kind of, I guess, the, the usual thing happened. Sixth form, university and such just never deliberately stopped, but ended up taking a break. Um, and then... I actually got back into the hobby as I was finishing my degree, largely as a stress thing for painting. You know, I, I just wanted to start painting again, just to always find it, used to find it relaxing. And so got into AOS and then moved back to uh, Newcastle or near Newcastle where I'm from. Started coming to Warlord as I got more and more into AOS. Then obviously COVID came. You know, we had our group chats of things, and uh, some of us started playing AOS on um, TTS. It was a game with you, September, uh, on TTS. We, we had a game of AOS, and it was, 
you know, the usual the clunky thing. Yep. I think you said, do you want to try this new game, Marvel Crisis Protocol? And I thought, yeah, go on, that'll be, uh, you know, good fun. Love the... Little did you the... know how it would uh, end up. <laughs> Take over, yes. Um, I think we've got half the club playing it now, haven't we? Um, yep. Mostly you, but a little bit from me as well. You know, love the films, the, the bits of the comics that I have, have read, really love those. Thought the models looked good. It was interesting to see some things at a slightly bigger scale. Thought that might be be fun for painting. I have also played quite a bit of Warhammer Underworld, so I like a sort of tighter, more sort of skirmish-based game every now and then. And well, playing it on TTS with a it was a complete sort of a change, wasn't it? To what four to six models most of the time, you know, yeah, usually four to six models. Yeah, where you've got. A brilliant mod that kind of makes learning the game so easy. I genuinely think it is easier probably to learn MCP on the TTS mod than it would be real life, in person, whatever. And just just fell in love with it. Um, I was playing Avengers to begin with. We definitely had some close games. I think probably on balance you won more. I think Avengers, yeah. Yeah, I love the Avengers. A difficult, yeah. <laughs> a steep learning curve, I suppose. Avengers yeah. seems to be the the one you go in on, but I think I was using Asgard at the time, and and then at X, you start playing yeah, X, to X when they came out. Yeah, which again, I mean, I, I don't think they're the best, but yeah, Avengers, they're, they're not the strongest, are they? I think that's, that's putting it charitably. But I had a blast pushing around Cat, Black Widow, Black Panther, and Thor, and you know just using some superpowers and it, it, it's such a, an addictive game i think it scratches so many different itches but it, it, it's got so many different elements that small close tactical combat the power management the superpowers it, it's just brilliant really fun game so thank you for getting me into it well thank you thank you for being my uh, initial partner in crime on this because yeah. you're right we, we kind of we had that game and uh, that's said well let's try this because i'd played one or two games in real well, actually i only played the one game in real life and i wanted to try it on tts i'd played a couple of people on tts but we'd failed pretty miserably because I, tts wasn't i had a new laptop and i couldn't get it to work and it was very much like mm-hmm. right i need to find a way to get this to work and yeah we, we started playing we, we did marvel mondays and i think for a good yeah. two or three months we probably played every monday uh-huh. we started off I think the first couple of games, it was just we pre-picked the models, we pre-did a lot of the stuff, and then bit by bit introduced elements. And I think we'd probably played a good five or six games before we actually had the full, you know, start, select 10 characters, Um, full eight cards, full six crisis cards, the full way of doing it. We, We gradually got ourselves into it, which I thought, you know... Again, because there was no pressure of getting up to speed anytime soon because we were the only people we really knew playing it, mm-hmm. we, we were yeah. able to get to that point. And I think anybody who's starting out, you know, unless you've got somebody who can talk you through it, if you and a friend or a group of friends are all starting out, then it's probably the best way to start is take it slow. Don't try and do the full whack to start with. Get get, Absolutely. Your, get to grips with the basics and go from there. So after a few games... Or a few months of us starting to get our heads around it all. I joined the, the Discord channel, and I think you joined later yeah. on as well, mm-hmm. and noticed that they were doing these one-day tournaments, and I, I threw myself mm-hmm. into the one in November. And, and off the back of that, I said to you, do you fancy doing the, the next one yeah. in December? And, and we both went to that. We did. Since then, we've then done a 
joined the league and we've also done a team tournament which you were captain for uh, a very I successful was indeed. Uh, captain um, thank you very much <laughs> you were our most successful player so, uh... <laughs> I, I couldn't have done it without the captain and, and on on the episode we just want to quickly cover off those three different things our, our experiences how we found them what what we would recommend for, for others and i've noticed that they're constantly ch- challenging themselves for how they organize things going yeah. forward and i think there's, there's some changes afoot but just based on what we had done so let's let's start with the one dayers you know your initial thoughts on the the initial one day that you did as somebody who probably at that point had only really played against me yeah i'd only played you and funnily enough um you know, guess who I was drawn against? Game one. Uh, oh yeah, we did, didn't we? That <laughs> yes, it was. It was over round one. I mean, uh, there weren't loads of players. I can't remember how many there were in it. Twenty, thirty. Yeah, like, there was. You know, the, the 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 odds of us being drawn <laughs> first round must have been pretty low. I can remember that game actually because I I tried something. I, I ran Avengers for that one day uh, um, in December, and I, I'd already decided that as much as I love the Avengers, I wasn't having huge fun playing them as a tactical experience just because of the, the limitations that they have. Great for a casual game, but, but, but less so for sort of that more competitive tournament style play. But I thought I'll just stick with what I'm familiar with rather than trying to rush myself into learning something new when I'm still quite, quite new to the game. And I, I, I took Thanos thinking he could actually work quite well. You know, you've got Death Decree, which you can do every turn to, to buff someone. Obviously, Cosmic Portal is only one power on his turn. Give it a go. You know, it should be interesting. In that first game, I think we, I think it was Herbs. Yes, it was because I I took Thanos thinking I had this clever plan with Cosmic Portal and things. Uh, yeah, just realised it, it didn't work because of you know, <laughs> him being him being six threat, Cap being four threat, and then suddenly you've got basically nothing left to spend on yeah. uh, other characters. But you know, had a great time. The whole day was was great fun. Second game, I was against Brotherhood, um, which was my first time playing against Brotherhood, and it was. Pretty brutal. Um, it's an eye opener when you first play them, isn't it? He was, yeah. Um, and also, it was on a probably one of the worst boards to play against them because there was loads of size four terrain, which obviously Magneto can throw. You know, it meant that I was taking loads, and Cap was gone round two um, to to throws. And you know, then what literally Avengers do you have just completely falls apart. But you know, great opponent and definitely learned slots, including not to save Brace for too late in the game. Um, that's yes. definitely something I've learned. Don't keep hold on to it, thinking there'll be something more important just either when it seems right. And then round three was Criminal but, Syndicate. Yeah, and just just going back to that, I think that's a really important point, though. Hey, one, of, one of the things that I think we've both learned over our time is we, we both try to be really tactical with Team Tactics cards and be like, yeah. oh, right. you know, but actually, not necessarily just throwing them at the very first opportunity but don't don't be too afraid to use them early on because very much if you get behind in this game generally it's a struggle you know yeah. rather than like letting yourself get letting your opponent get ahead and, and yeah near the end you might have four of your five tactics cards left that's great but unless they're actually going to be able to score you some points which generally yeah. they can't you don't get points for finishing without using your team tactics cards so mm-hmm. uh, again that's something that i think we've both learned the hard way oh yeah definitely and, and brace is what is one of those I think, classic examples because it especially on like a board where you know it's mostly 
size three and two, but then there's that one bit of size four, and you think, oh, I should save it for when that one bit of size four comes at me. But then you end up like never really using it or using it at a you know yeah. really suboptimal time, when actually you could have saved a character from being dazed or KO'd earlier on. Yeah, definitely, that's it. I think probably one of the most important things to learn about the game, you know, playing it competitively, yes. whatever, knowing when to use the team tactics cards and not holding on to them for too long. Uh, yeah, and then game three was Criminal Syndicate, which was, uh, remember my opponent for that being just, just really fun opponent. Uh, I got Modoc'd, which wasn't especially fun. And I also remember that that was the game when I sent four into a Koye, and four did literally zero to a Koye, and a Koye then ended up dating four, which was... <laughs> we always remember those kind of moments, yeah, don't we? <laughs> uh, not something I expected, uh, shall we say, but it was a great game, really fun. My opponent was um, a great guy. And I managed to win myself the spoon, which, you know, I was pretty new to the game. I, was, I, I wasn't doing it to compete. Um, I was doing it to have fun and... and have fun i certainly did it was a, a really great day so thank you for talking me into um into going along yeah and it, it it was i i thoroughly enjoyed the same day and i kind of I, as i mentioned before i actually did the november one and the november one they did slightly differently in that they they created a load of pods of four people and everybody mm-hmm. in that pod played each other once and then he kind of just got winners from each pod for the one we did we they then actually went for a more like class traditional format where it was just everybody in a single table and it worked on strength of schedule so i played six games in total i won the game against yourself i drew one game in the first day but lost the rest and i wouldn't say i'm i'm somebody who constantly wins in aos but i I normally there and able to compete but i thoroughly enjoyed it and in none of the opponents were particularly um you know awkward or going for the kill or kind of oh no it's a really good atmosphere it's people are you know you you come to these things and say you're new you're learning people are very very quick to to be able Mm. to to help you out and and even though it's a cluster the tournament i I didn't find anybody being like oh well you shouldn't have turned up if you weren't ready to go (laughs) Um, yeah so yeah i mean as i say i first day that i did it i brought along a asgard list which looking at it now was a bit random it, it also included wong black widow captain america and wolverine um which i'm not really sure what i was thinking back then but i'm sure there was a perfectly valid reason for it see them all but cap i think um, <laughs> and yeah. then the next day um one day in the, the santa, santa claus clash the one in december like, like you said I won the first game against yourself and I think on that one I had uh, that was when I ran X-Men yeah so looking at that yeah. that was a more traditional X-Men with uh, Winter Soldier Valkyrie Shuri and Hela added in which again is mm-hmm. an interesting selection of characters and yeah. yeah we had 21 people on that day and I finished 14th with one win and two losses but again thoroughly enjoyed it um, managed to play some really good players who showed me the ropes and explained a number of things and I, I learned a lot about TTS as well yeah you know I remember on the first one I came back at the first game we played after I'd played that tournament on the Saturday on the following Monday I was like did you know you could do this 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 and this today or we learned all these shortcuts and it was like wow yeah. using the number keys to get dice and um, measurement tools and things that was yeah mind blown 
<laughs> absolutely and uh, you know we, even before that we thought the mod was good and then you start oh, yeah, to go uh-huh. to these things and play people who've played regularly and you're all of a sudden like wow because i'd spent a lot of the games just saying how do you do that how did that yeah. happen and, yeah. and they weren't necessarily mcp things they made well, how to use it on tts yeah mm-hmm. but yeah well and truly hooked um i'm actually down to play the one this coming saturday Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I haven't even decided what I'm running yes. yet, but and I, I know you're unable to. But for those that are unsure on the one-day uh, tournaments, we didn't go into those with a vast amount of experience or oh, no. knowledge of the game. We went into those pretty green and fully supported by the uh, community. Yeah, it's a great community, really, really great community. Yeah, you know, it, say in you, and, and you'll get nothing but um but but help and, and you know friendly advice even you know opponents sticking around at the end of the game to say what you did well what you could have done better so on yeah so then we um we talked about it didn't we and and in both those a lot of the opponents i was playing against were like are you in the league are you going to do the league next mm-hmm. time and and you know this this concept kept coming back yeah. up so we decided we would enter into season four of the mm-hmm. uh, tts league which kicked off the start of this year Again, quickly go through, you know, your experiences of that. Really good fun. I enjoyed the one-day tournament. I mean, it is a lot, you know, three games in, in one day. So, I mean, the the league was, was great fun just for having that, that weekly game. Learned a lot, had six really fun games. And again, would, would absolutely recommend it. I ended up finishing 30 out of 61. Um, I won three games, lost three games, so I met the touch of target I set myself of um, 50-50, and well, actually originally my target had been just win one game, but then I won my first game and I was like, right, okay, more seriously, 50-50. You know, really pleased with that result. I took a, uh, so, so for those who don't know, the league you, the way the last league worked, um, I think the league's before as well, but I'm, I'm not sure on that, you have one roster for weeks one to three, and then you can make changes to your roster from to fill for week four to go from there week four to week six it was a wakanda roster that i took both times with some changes for the second one i'd originally been messing around with a sort of wakanda asgard flex decided before submitting my my first roster properly to, to just drop four you know not not bother trying to run asgard as well and just just concentrate on being wakanda but for some reason still had Loki in the mind gem in. Um, <laughs> I, I think I was kind of thinking, well, you know, Wakanda's got a lot of control elements, so having having that extra control could be fun, but the reality is you don't need it. You know, you've got Black Panther's got his push. Obviously, you know, Shuri, um, amazing. I think every game I've run Wakanda, I've run Valkyrie as well. Um, I mean, she's great anyway. I think she really works in Wakanda. She's got her for her, so... Uh, realistically you don't need a five for at loki for, for, for one short advance um but no that was um had to had some great games with it um i think uh the first three i won the first two and then lost the third for the, the yeah and then the week four to week six um i changed it up dedicated myself or properly to Wakanda. I for this I took some inspiration from the Zika Protocol sort of Wakanda wave idea with some modifications. Um, I was persuaded by that to give Doc Ock a try. And I'm actually really glad I did because to be honest, in Wakanda I prefer him to Storm for a free threat character. He he did what I wanted from a 
free threat in Wakanda more than Storm did. Having the throw, even though it's yeah. a bit hard for him to get the power, is is really handy. And, and yeah, he does go down quickly, but to be honest, I think Storm goes down quickly once your opponent's in range. Once you can um, get close to her, yeah. Exactly. So to be honest, I you know I'm not saying Doc Ock is is, is great or, or or you know anything like that. You know he does undoubtedly have real limitations, but I actually liked using him. I thought he was a good good fit in my roster. That's one of the things about the game that I think you know is, is a massive appeal. There's a number of characters that people are quite quick to say, well they're rubbish, they're rubbish. They're, they're, you know, yeah. But they crop up in rosters that you can find mm-hmm. a way. It's just a toolbox. You know, a lot of these characters are just tools in a toolbox that you can pick and choose. And yes, on the face of it, it might not look like it's a, a particularly strong character compared to some of the others. But in a particular roster with a particular set of scenarios, you know, yeah. with taking into account crisis, etc., some of them actually are the right answer for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a big proponent on this game of never discounting a character completely. They they, they always find something for them. Um, and as the game continually develops and more affiliations are added and more leaders are added to existing affiliations, I think we're going to see it more and more of just this constant rise and fall of a number of characters without actually any of their character cards changing. You know, I see a lot of people saying, oh, this character card needs to change. This needs to change. And actually, maybe it doesn't. Maybe, and I, I always come back to Crossbones as the perfect example, completely yeah. written off pre-Criminal Syndicate. I never placed Criminal Syndicate without him. He's always in yeah. my lists. And I think he's going to get even more when Sin comes along, who's yeah. going to have synergies with him. So, yeah. you know, it, it never discount them. They fit in well. And, you know, Wakanda is a super strong... Yeah. Uh, affiliation and and again Mm -hmm. proves that some of the original ones it's not all about the new shiny some of those original ones still can hold their own against anything yeah and i think asgard's another you know good example of that you know one of the earliest that still has real strength yeah and they've they've really benefited from the release of enchantress and angela yeah yeah um definitely help them but you know that it's not just the new shiny like you say you know that That there is room and you know i'm hoping that maybe it'll be sam wilson captain america will, will be a new leader for the avengers you know give maybe something different gives them something different because like i say, I, I do love the avengers they're kind of my favorite it's my it is my favorite collection of of characters so it'd be great if, if, if he or, or someone else you know whoever it was if they did a new iron man or whatever with the leadership that would be great just to try and breathe some new life into them um, even if it isn't you know hard edge really strong in competitive play just you know different way to to use your models or digital models as the case maybe on tbs <laughs> yeah um yeah but no um the, the weeks four to six were, were again really good um i we we played each other again i think it was around five wasn't it and yeah uh, it, it was just a really fun experience i definitely recommend uh that anyone does it and um, when the next league comes up i was a bit dubious as I entered, thinking, eh, it's, you know, it's quite a big commitment, one game a week for six weeks. But no, don't regret it at all. So um, we'd definitely, definitely recommend it. I would echo that. I, I went into this, similar to yourself, kind of, we were already playing once a week. We said that we would continue doing that and we yeah. would then bring the league in. So it meant I was getting at least two games a week. And at the time I was keen to do that. And 
you know a one day isn't for everybody not everybody can can commit to having an entire three games back to back sat on a laptop with your family around it's not easy so the league definitely gives you an opportunity to to get involved in the community but Mm -hmm. without having to have such a time sink similar to yourself i went into it and said i'll be happy with one win you know that was the target and i'm pretty sure i lost my first either my first game or my first two games um and then pulled it back and i also finished three and three but because i started off losing my strength of schedule was so much lower than yours because the people i was playing against were of the lower tier and so i finished 38th whereas you finished 30 and yes we were both three and three but you were a lot higher in that element you know looking at the things i actually scored more victory points and had a Mm -hmm. better difference of uh, victory points but um, because you were playing the people that finished higher you um, got the, the the higher up and again i, I think the chalmers and i touched on this uh, in, in the intro around what's the right answer and i definitely think in the leagues where you've got six games strength of schedule is about right because i think it rewards people for having played the more difficult people and yeah. it's such a big group that we're not necessarily looking at who, who finished first for those that don't know the top and i think in this one the top six Mm-hmm. Um, or in fact, I think it must have been the top five from the European League um, went into the knockouts. So again, it's it's around making sure that you are able to reward the people that have played the, the more tough opponents. But yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Got had some really great games. Got to play some people um, that were completely new to the game, and I I enjoyed. And it kind of was a bit of the inspiration for doing the the mini crisis series Mm -hmm. that i'm doing at the moment i enjoyed them being the person who was able to tell them about all the shortcuts and you do realize this works on by the way you don't you know what i remember one of the games was against guardians and he i think it was his third game Mm -hmm. total and guardians aren't the strongest in the world and he he kind of said up front you know i know guardians aren't very good i know i haven't played many games but i'm just here for some fun and you know that set the bar to the point where there were a couple of things where i could have just gone all guns blazing but it was more like let's i'll, I'll explain this mm-hmm. to you this is what i think by the way you do realize you can actually do that and you're like oh can you all right fine and it it was a learning experience for for them which which was great and it gave gave me the opportunity to pull to feel that you were putting a little bit back in considering mm-hmm. how much we'd got from the tournaments but if the tournament is too much of a time sink or you're you're able to do the league highly recommend it you get a real variety of people there are people in that league who have been there since season one and are hardened veterans and like say there are people in there who either like ourselves who kind of like have played a few games between ourselves but not really played many games against other people or even you've got people who are there literally i think he said he'd played one game and then somebody mentioned the league and his very second game ever of the game was the oh. first game of the league. Oh, that's, that's you great know. that he's um, able to do that. Yeah. So, but he was seeing it as he was getting six games against six different opponents. He didn't have many opponents in his area that he knew personally that could regularly play. And so he gave him that opportunity, which which is great. And again, at the time, you and I were tended to be, others were starting to get involved at that point. But yeah. we, we still had a limited 
number of different affiliations we were playing against and yeah. you know the league again gave you that opportunity to see how other affiliations worked or other takes on existing affiliations which i found really really uh, interesting mm-hmm. useful oh yeah and I mean, talking about the, the top players, I mean, absolutely. And, and actually, my third game was against Utility Cookie. His uh, real life name escapes me, I'm afraid. If you're listening, apologies. <laughs> um, but it was one of my, I think, you know, it was possibly kind of my favourite game just because I learned so much. You know, he was running Black Order, and I kind of went into it knowing I'd lose. It's always a mistake to approach a game like that, but, you know, I did thinking, well, Black Order and Wakanda are both quite killy, especially the way I was running Wakanda in those first three weeks was, was more leaning into sort of the offensive side of Wakanda. And, you know, Black Order are just better at that. So I'm, I'm definitely on the disadvantage. And I think the game ended up being 15-8. And, yes, yeah, so, you know, he undoubtedly won one, you know, very, very sort of convincing, um, convincing lead. But I was able to stop him from getting to 16 and he taught me so much about, you know, different things I could have done or actually not being quite as scared of that as I thought, but actually being really scared of that thing instead. And it, it was brilliant for, for making me a better player, which is the, the great advantage of the league because, you know, like you say, it's a real mix of those hardened veterans, right, for people who played three games total. And it's it's great that we could all kind of rub along and get along together and have some great games of MCP. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And and that then led us to others, and, and I think I had no idea how quickly it would get to the point that it's got to where uh, within yeah. our group now um, oh, no. everybody's <laughs> obsessed. But we then decided we could try and convince one of those people to join us in a team tournament. Um, Indeed we did. And I must admit that the first few kind of said no, and then Anth decided he was mm-hmm. going to join us and i think at that point and again coming back to a, a running theme here i'm pretty sure at that point anth had only played one game a week before the tournament and then he just crammed maybe another two or three games in before yeah. we went into the tournament but <laughs> yeah again, hadn't necessarily gone in with that much uh knowledge in the first place yeah i mean by um I think coincidentally he he was off i think the week before the team tournament and i had a few days off so I gave him, I think, a, a couple of games. I think you gave him one or two, didn't you, that yeah, week gave before? Yeah, game before as well, yeah. Um, you know, well, first of all, thank you man, for, for, you know, coming along and um, meaning that, that we were able to, to put up a team. But, I mean, he, you know, he, he did really well, I thought, and um, he, he enjoyed it, which, or he, he said he did, uh, which is <laughs> definitely the main thing. And yeah. yeah we, we, we did well as a team. I ended up captain. Uh, I think <laughs> between the two of us, we sort of kind of said, do you want to do it? Do you want to do it? Do you want to do it? <laughs> and I ended up captain because I had a bit more time. I um, volunteered you purely based on at the time you were, I think you were something like four and one and I was two and in the league, three yeah. on the league. And I was like, well, <laughs> you're clearly doing better than me on the league. And I think it was around the time that we played each other and you beat me in the league. And I was like, right, right well, if, if you're that good, you can, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, can you, you can go and do well, this. Well, <laughs> even as, you know, personally, you went, you, you won three in the team tournament and I only won two. <laughs> you could be captain next time. Well, exactly. Um, it, it, it's an honour that we pass around, honestly. Exactly. We came fifth out of 12 teams, um, which, you know, great. We won two of our rounds and, and lost lost the first. My roster was a Black Order Wakanda mix, but I always went Black Order. Kind of 
you guys going to go back order, I just kind of check that we're handing in just for, to fill up the roster to 10 and kind of thinking, well, if I'm forced to play 14, then I guess I can always... You know, Bit of a safety net as well, knowing that yeah. you know Wakanda. Exactly. I, I knew them. I, I knew that I would have a Koye in there anyway to run with the Black Order. So, you know, I needed, I think it was three other characters. That I thought, oh, I'll just put Black Panther, Killmonger and um, Shuri in and, you know, put Wakanda forever in. And, and thought, well, you know, if I, if I end up having to play at 14 or, or whatever, then I can, can go for that instead. Three great games. As captain, I was responsible for the pairings process, which was, I think, a little more complicated than it needed to be. But I know I've already addressed that and said that there's going to be a different system next time, which I definitely prefer. I think that essentially the, the way it worked was I put... So, so uh, the other team captain and me saw each other's rosters. Then we rolled off as if it was the start of a game. Whoever won the roll-off was red, the other was blue. The, the red captain put down one of their players on table one. The other one put down one of their players on table three. We then switched our remaining players, if I was red, would then put down one of blues against my red on table one, vice versa, and then whoever was left from each team would go down on table two. Certainly for the first one, the, the first draw, the, the other captain did say, you know, I need to know quite what's going on here. And the third one, I'm not quite sure of the rules myself either. And we got through it. But I think once he did it, it made sense. But I'm, I'm glad next time they're going to just, you keep your own team's players and you're assigning them for out, which I think it makes it a bit more tactical and it just makes that, that pairing system a bit easier to understand. So thank you very much to the organisers for, I think, listening to, to that feedback, which a, a few of the, the captains made. And um, I think that, that will make for a, a bit more bit more of a fun pairing system rather than having to worry about how it works and the, the tactics of it, you know, well, second-guessing your opponent. It, it removes some of that and, and leaves it just with the, the tactical decision of, who did we want to face? Yeah, and it, it was interesting being on the other side as well because the very first round we actually picked in advance, didn't we? We kind of had a bit of a... <laughs> yeah, chat, um, who do you want to play? Yeah, and, and then on on the next two rounds we we did it live there and then because obviously we, we did, the draw wasn't done until the, the games had finished and we had a mm. quick little powwow beforehand and, and little discussion yeah. who... And to be honest, I think... You know, as tactical as we might want to have been, we were very much like, yeah, that seems like a logical one. Yeah, yeah. if we can get that, that'd be great. I think we managed to get most most rounds yeah. we got close to what we wanted. I don't think we ever got one where it came out and you're like, oh god, that's that's a yeah, shocker yeah. for me. Um, Ant was easy to throw under a bus, to be honest, because he was, you know, he was like, I have no idea what I'm good against, uh-huh. what I'm not good against. But even then, I don't think he particularly came up against anything that we were sat there and said, you know, if I was running Ant's yeah. list, I wouldn't want to play that. Yeah. So Ant was running um, a Brotherhood Cabal um, mix, wasn't he? Yes. I think and... he did Brotherhood for most of the games. I think he might have run Cabal in one of them. Yeah, but... but yeah, no, I think he got decent matches for him. I definitely got got decent matches for me. I, you know, I got sort of people, you know, opponents. Who I thought, yeah, that that roster, you know, I, I can play against that. I think you did as well. The, the system, you know, it's not that the system didn't work. And I think, I think it, to be fair, if they had kept the, the system for the next tournament, I would go into it, you know, if I was captain again, feeling a lot more confident. 
yeah you um, get used to it and th this yeah. was the first team tournament we any of us had mm -hmm. done on any system so yeah. it wasn't like we had a, a vast amount of experience and it's something i've always wanted to done do when we were doing aos and team tournaments came up and i was always like mm -hmm. love to do it and we just never got around to it so it, it, it was a great time and a great experience mm -hmm. thanks for for taking the button of being captain i know there was a, a fair bit more organization no, no. involved than than a normal one <laughs> i as you mentioned I, I managed to win all three but it was a bit of a weird one in that i played the same set of characters in all three games um all three games were 19 threat yeah i think the first two games was the same crisis combination of extracts mm -hmm. and um secures and then the last one i think it was the same extract but a different secure and in fairness my opponent that i played in the last game i think he said he, he wasn't intending to play and he got pulled in last minute and he had been up most of the night and he was you could tell he was absolutely shuttered yeah. um so yeah i got a little bit lucky in those circumstances but i managed to play literally the same thing uh, on all three games and first game I, mm -hmm. I tried it i thought well we'll see how this goes seems like a good match up and i i was running again uh an asgard criminal syndicate mix and because it was 19 threat i ran thor valkyrie enchantress modok and okoye mm -hmm. um which worked quite well and then because i think it was panic and demons downtown yeah good thanks mm -hmm. so i was able to do quite well on the first one then the second one again i came out as demons downtown and panic and i was like well it worked well first time let's see how it goes second time go again. yeah and then the third one again was uh demons downtown and i can't remember actually which which way around it was but i think it was demons mm -hmm. downtown again and, and again it was 19th round i was like well crack on let's see how that goes but again three great games three great opponents i think it was done in in the right way the team captains you know in, in those games where we we did the, the draw together. Everybody just seemed to be there for a laugh and see how we, mm -hmm. we could get on. And I, again, highly recommend those kind of things. So yeah. as I say, none of us had any experience of doing team tournaments before. We kind of mm -hmm. read the pack and went, yeah, it seems all right. You were good enough to uh, put yourself forward as the captain. And overall, you know, I think the, the key thing we're trying to get to here is highly recommend for anybody who's played on tts or has access to tts to get involved in these things because it is a really good growing community it's very welcoming there isn't the stigma that's attached to tournaments the way in which it's done with strength of schedule is the key thing you know again we mentioned earlier one of the benefits of that is that you don't have players that are just out to crush their opponent mm -hmm. you know yeah. that's that's not why they're there they're not there just all oh, right it's a newbie this means i can get a, a 16 nil or whatever let's yeah. just crush them it's a okay fine it's not going to help my strength of schedule it is what it is that's out of my hands i'm gonna make sure that they have a good game as much as i do everybody's been fantastic irrelevant where they are on the mcp journey I, I highly recommend it. Absolutely. It's a great community. Um, on the team tournament specifically, I think the week before, there were a couple of people in the um, like the region-specific channel in the Discord server looking for an extra team member. So if, you know, for the, the next team tournament, you are one team member short or you are a single person wanting to 
uh, take part, but you can't get two other people along, then absolutely post in there, and hopefully you might be able to um, to get a team together. Really, really fun events. Thank you to the to the organisers. Um, must be a huge amount of work, but I mean they all run so seamlessly, and it's it's such a a fun day. I think yeah. I think that you know the overwhelming feedback is hugely positive from those that take part. So absolutely encourage everyone to give it a go. Yeah, there's a big shout out to uh, Dr. Norbert. He's he's the yes, person that absolutely. seems to be running most of these. Norbert, the commissioner on Discord. Um, absolutely. I think they say anybody who's not already on there, go if you can get onto Discord, go and check out Marvel colon Crisis Protocol for TTS. It's the worldwide one, and then within there, once you're in, if you ask, you can get added to the relevant region so for those in europe generally it's uh east gmt um mm-hmm. and the the way they do it is they essentially say if you want to play your games at seven o'clock on that time for the league as such you know yeah. seven o'clock gmt time fine it doesn't restrict you you know if you're in australia and you for whatever reason prefer to play your games at seven o'clock in the morning then you can play the GMT one. Similarly, if you're in Europe and you prefer to play in the morning, you can join the Australian one. And I know there were a couple of Americans in one of the tournaments that I've done who, you know, again, just the time suited their personal circumstances. So you, you can easily do that. And I would highly recommend just jumping onto that Discord chat. It, it's got a lot of information in there. There's a lot of channels there that I've muted literally everything because it is very busy. But yeah. it does give you that segue into the community and, and reach out to yeah. players of multiple levels. So highly recommend Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Worth pointing out as well, I mean, there's always people looking for games in that server. So, you know, even if you aren't bothered about tournaments or whatever, um, still join, you'll get some games in. Um, absolutely. Again, as a community, I don't think we know what the standard is for mm-hmm. tournaments etc and i think one of the good things about this is people are trying lots of different things to try and work out what is what do people like the most and it's it's a very exciting time for marvel crisis protocol we it's grown off the back of tts mm-hmm. yes the models are fantastic and yes there's lots of people out there painting them and there are some pe- very lucky people who are actually getting the game in real life yeah. but the community as a whole has been built off the back of tts where it goes next is going to be fascinating. Are we going to see an explosion with um, people being able to play in real life? Uh, there's quite a few people I know who I've kind of said, oh, jump on TT. Oh, I don't like computers. I don't have access. You know, my internet's not fast enough for it. They're all people that are going to play in real life. Yeah, it's an exciting time. It's going to be interesting to see where does the the community take events and tournaments going forward. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I say it's super excited to see where where this lands up, and in six months' time, we, we'll have a totally different view of it all. Absolutely. I still don't think there will be a standard even in six, twelve months' time. I think that's the beauty of this game is it's so fresh and it's so new. It's only a year old. It's not stuck mm-hmm. in those. You know, you, you, we talk about the likes of AOS, etc. That's very much stuck in a standard tournament format. Yeah. Uh, Whereas I think in MCP, mm-hmm. because nobody really knows what the format is, it's very much like, do we just port the existing AOS format as such into yeah. it, or do we try and do something different? And a lot of the people that are playing at the moment, I've noticed a lot of the people that 
jumped on early are actually from other systems like War Machine Hordes, yeah. World Ball, a lot of the people we talked to in those first early tournaments that we played. It's people coming at it from different angles who have done things very differently. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you get so many different perspectives from that. It's really nice to see the different ways that different people approach the game. Yep. Um, you know, we're both coming at it, and, and most of our clubmates are coming at it from a Warhammer, specifically Age of Sigmar background. And I mean, you know, there's lots of things that catch us out. Like, you know, there's no holy within within divide, um, <laughs> which was like, you know, a huge thing that the two of us couldn't get our heads around for weeks. Yeah. I seem to remember when we were first playing. So it's really interesting to see like the different ways that people come at the game, and that's another great part about being um, a part of this this big large community. It's a melting pot of ideas. So mm-hmm. thank you very much, Thomas, for joining us on uh, this me. episode. Um, hopefully people found that useful and insightful um, and it's inspired people to get onto TTS. I still think there is a life on TTS after we go back to playing in real life. I definitely will be still utilising TTS. Not as much, but I'll still definitely be utilising it for all the many benefits and the fact that I can sit here and I can play somebody in Australia. Yeah. That's absolutely fantastic. Um, absolutely. Um, yeah, that ability, I mean, I, again, if, if I was teaching someone, you know, I, I think I'd still suggest that we, we jump onto the mod, um, onto CTS. It, it's really, really good. Um, so there's definitely life in it, um, even even after COVID, as that, um, that phrase begins to <laughs> sound a bit more hopeful. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, thank you very much, and I'll bid you good night. Good night. Thank you very much.